0: Hello, my people. Today's episode of the Miami Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by Octopus Agent, the go-to website and marketing system for real estate agents. Developed by the Montiel Organization, the leading real estate coaching company in South Florida, Octopus Agent provides you with the lead capturing website, email marketing system, content pre-construction search and IDX necessary to capture more leads and convert them into buyers and sellers. If you want to increase brand awareness, capture more leads and convert them into buyers and sellers, go to octopusagentservera.com and receive a 50% discount on your first month. There's no setup fee, no cancellation fee, no contracts, cancel anytime. Get 50% off the first month at octopusagentservera.com. Again, octopusagentservera.com. Hi, and welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Omar DeWint, bringing you a very special episode today for part of the kickoff of season two. Uh, We're starting off with how to be a top producer and joining me in the studio is one of the foremost top producers in Miami real estate and really in the real estate industry in general, the one and only Katrina Campins. Katrina, thanks for coming.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here.
0: Excited to have you! And like I mentioned, we're uh, this is part of our rollout of season two of the Miami Real Estate Podcast. We're really excited to be back. I hope our listeners are excited to have us back. Um, we're today we're we're doing. Um, thank you for coming in, first of all. And uh, today we're doing our How to Be a Top Producer series, where we break down the highly effective habits of Miami's. Um, Top producers and, and industry experts. So uh, excited to have you here and tap into your wealth of knowledge. For those of you that aren't as familiar with uh, Katrina, she's been in the industry for nearly thirty years.
1: Thirty, 30 years? 30. You're aging me. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Sorry.
0: Thirty. I liked to round I up. I almost
1: painted. Sorry, a no. little <laughs> over twenty years.
0: <laughs> she's like, and I lost her. Since um, I was
1: eighteen, I'm thirty-nine. I mean.
0: There you go. So a little over twenty years. Um, she's racked up over a billion dollars in real estate sold. Some of you may um, recognize her from. Her her national uh, debut on The Apprentice on ABC. Sorry, NBC, right? I'm just starting off strong here. (laughs) Uh, We'll edit that out.
1: NBC, it's okay.
0: On NBC. um, She has been a a real estate contributor on Fox News, had several other shows, uh, and just recently, last week, uh, made some headlines in The Real Deal, which some of you may have seen, uh, with a a big $17 million-plus sale, waterfront listing in Fort Lauderdale. So you've been busy, right? (laughs)
1: I've been really busy and I have to say that I probably need, it's probably time for a mini little vacation because I've been really, which is why you can probably hear it in my voice. I'm a little bit sick, but I'm a perfectionist and I'm a, my work ethic is just, you know, I like everything to be done really well. So closing that deal was, has definitely taken a lot of time and energy and I was blessed to be able to work with concierge auctions and um, Chad Gray, which brought the buyer. So we closed it on Monday. It was a great day, I to say imagine. the least. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so ready for a vacation. But yes. before you jet off to uh, for some R and R, um I, I think we today we wanna give our listeners um, some more uh, tips, tricks, strategies, methods. I know you have an exciting announcement for us uh, in the show, you're launching a new, uh, a new program. Um, but before we get into all that fun stuff, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and sort of um, your, your trajectory up until today?
1: So I started doing real estate when I was 18 years old. I really wanted to work on Wall Street, and I wanted to be a you know, a day trader. And so I only applied to schools in New York, but then I got pegged by the real estate bug. I started flipping properties when I was 18 years old, when it wasn't the cool thing to do then. Um, and quite frankly, I didn't really even know what I was doing at that point in time, but I somehow figured it out. And with a finance background, that definitely helped. And then I got my real estate license at 18. And nobody helped me when I first started. Everybody promised to help me. But really, I took my exam. And then what? You know, what do you do? So I really had to learn the industry on my own. And I always said that one day I want to give back. I have so many people that have reached out to me throughout the years for advice on how do I get started? I pass the exam, how to become a top producer, how do I get into the luxury field, how do I negotiate this deal? And so I decided that I wanted to launch a coaching program to be able to really help those people because there's so many people that I want to help, but I I can't mentor each and every one of them one person at a time. So the coaching program allows me to really touch base with people from all over the country, and, um, and then I provide a monthly call where people can ask me for, you know, questions about the deals that they're working on or, you know, the ins and outs of, of real estate.
0: That's amazing. And so you hit on something that we talk a lot about on the show and that's when you come out of, um, of the gate as a, as a realtor, when you get your license, uh, it's kind of like that now what in, in school, they teach you a lot of the legal aspects, right? But not necessarily, uh, the business, the marketing, and sort of what to do. Um, as a result, I think about the latest statistics I saw was that fifty percent, five zero, of realtors fail within their first six months. So it's a, really? it's a yeah, it's a, it's a staggering, a scary uh, statistic. Most people, when they think of real estate, they think of million dollar listing and sort of the, the glamorous life. But um, so, tell me a little bit about how one, and and as it relates to your program as well. Uh, And your personal experience. What are some of the most important things to do in that now what phase when you're starting as a new licensee?
1: Well, I think before we even get to that, I think it's really important to touch on what you just said, which is you have to set expectations for yourself because everybody sees HGTV and you know the show that I had on uh, Hot Listings Miami, and people think it's glamorous. And you know, I joke with other agents like we're in the middle of a deal, we're working till eleven o'clock at night once a seller or a buyer is being difficult and we're like, oh, they said real estate would be glamorous. They said it would be fun, you know, and you're working twice as much as you would from a nine to five. So you have to love this industry deep in your soul to be able to succeed because it's not a get rich quick scheme at all. So set expectations and give yourself time to be able to succeed because you're not going to unless you have amazing, amazing contacts um, and really good friends that want to buy a $20 million house from you the day after you take the exam, chances are it's not going to happen. So I think it's important to really understand first how to choose a broker, you know, what is it that you need? I think a lot of brokerages have a manager that will assist you with contracts, with, you know, just the ins and outs of getting started. Do you work on a team? Do you not work on a team? What are the pros and cons of each? And I go through that, you know, in the coaching program as well. And I think working on a team is not a bad idea when you first get started because you can learn so much um, from having a mentor, and that's really the only way to have a mentor because, let's face it, you're competition in a, in a big company, you know, to another agent. And so they're not going to necessarily want to help you unless there's a benefit involved. And and there's only so many hours in a, uh, in a day. so.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%, and I think um, at least speaking from the Severa perspective, we really uh, value that and that personal attention, the human touch, even down, you know, from the brokers and the CEO is getting down um, in the uh, in the trenches, as, as you would say, and sort of helping uh, those agents develop. But when you're talking about uh, a team and, and uh, choosing a team, I don't know if I'm skipping ahead here, but uh, what are some of the ways um, or what's your advice on how to approach it? Because as you mentioned, there may be the, the bit of the, the competitive factor, but what's your advice on that topic?
1: Well, <clears throat> I think it's important to understand your values I think that's first and foremost. Like, what is your value system? Because in order to really choose the right path, you need to understand your values. Is it, you know, do you want a certain amount of family time? Uh, Do you want, you know, is success the most important thing to you? And what what is success to you? Is it happiness? Is it money? Is it fame? Like, what is it? And so... In understanding your value system, you have to choose the right team and understand, okay, am I willing to do open houses every weekend to be able to get buyers? Am I willing to make that sacrifice at the beginning? And then what's my farm area? You need to understand because do you want to sell, you know, especially if you're in Miami, traffic here is getting really, really awful. And so you don't want to choose a farm area that's really far away from where you live because chances are you're going to be in the car most of the time commuting and that's not the best use of your time. And so I think in choosing a team, find somebody that's successful, that's open to helping others and, you know, understanding if their value system is aligned with yours. And then, you know, are they at the company that you eventually want to be at? Is that brand the right fit?
0: Sure. And so you talked about, so setting expectations, I think that's a good one. Having passion for, for what you do. Um, you can totally empathize with that from, from the marketing perspective, it's crazy hours and whatnot, but you love it. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then sort of understanding what your priorities are. So I like that if, if for those that aren't necessarily going straight into the team approach, or maybe they think it's not for them or they don't have that opportunity, what do you think is most important uh, for, a new realtor to do or even one that is, let's say, established to set them up themselves up for early success right out of the gate?
1: Well I think networking is key and understanding your sphere of influence. So who do you know at making sure that you have that database and that your your friends your, you know, potential clients know what you're doing and staying in front of them. You know, in my 20s, I was amazing at networking. I was out six days a week networking like a machine. And then you get to a point where, you know, you, you find that your time, time is all you have at the end of the day. So you set up, you set up that, that, you know, sphere of influence and then you can relax a little bit more because you understand, and then you're, you know, your work speaks for itself, and people refer you back and forth. But I would say for an agent that's just starting is making sure that they understand their sphere of influence and then targeting their sphere of influence and educating them on what they're doing and adding value to them. Is it sending them a newsletter where you're educating them on the market or different tools? You know, buyers nowadays want knowledge, and they have so much available with Zillow and truly and so forth. So,
0: I, I, I agree. In, in talking about sort of Zillow and and technology out there, um what's your your take is what's your take on um tech and how to balance that with sort of like the personal uh side of the real estate business I mean you talked about networking I think it's ultimately at the end of the day it's a human business but how do you how does one balance that
1: yeah, and people always ask do you think technology is going to take over and you know I think the answer to that is this is a very personal transaction. It's one of the biggest transactions that people do in their lifetime. And it's very emotional. We're not talking about commercial real estate here. We're talking about residential. It is extremely emotional. There's no way that a computer can take over what we do. <laughs> I mean, it is like so much handholding and, and you just have to, there's so many different steps to it. So I think technology is a great asset to our business because it provides people with knowledge and you have so much more information. But I think it's also important to realize that especially when you go on Zillow Zillow and Trulia, and that's why there's so many lawsuits, is that, remember, it's a computer providing this information. So it's syndication. And syndication is not always 100% accurate. So you may go in for a listing presentation and the seller says, well, Zillow says that my house is worth X, Y, Z. Well, that's a computer syndicating the data. It may not be 100% accurate. They may not be comparing it to homes that are exactly like yours. That's why a human being is essential. So I would say take that with a grain of salt. It's useful, but you have to really have the knowledge of a real estate agent in order to make sure that the transaction goes smoothly and that, you know, it's a huge investment. So you want a human being by your side.
0: Yeah, and and you talked about um, earlier in terms of setting (coughs) expectations, I think this part of taking the time to do the homework, to uh, have the knowledge, right, to be able to add some color or provide value or interpret the data that you're talking about that is readily available on Zillow or Trulia um, is key. And I think it goes back to, Also, um, aside from expectations, uh, understanding that as a realtor, you're essentially a business, you're an entrepreneur, right, you're not just there to make the sale. And part of running a successful business involves having a business plan and developing a marketing plan and all that, um, all that good stuff. What what would you so my question for you on that topic would be, what would you say um, is uh, the most important thing to know or understand as you're going through the process of let's say, developing your, your business plan or sort of your approach?
1: that it is a business, that it isn't, you know, people think that they're going to get their real estate license and all of a sudden they're going to be making all of this money. And what they don't understand is, is that it takes, it's it's a business, like you're saying, it's not just a part-time thing. You know, people want to start doing it. as part. You can't do this part-time and be extremely successful. I mean, you just can't. And so maybe if a friend buys a house every, you know, twice a year, then yes. But in order to really be successful, you have to have a business plan. You have to have a vision. It's just like, you know, running a corporation. And then you have to be consistent. And I really believe that, you know, reputation is everything. And so I run my, my, my business with a lot of integrity. I believe everything always comes back to you being honest, providing that value. And ultimately, you know, you will succeed if you're, you know, if you follow, if you follow those rules.
0: I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Katrina Campins here on the Miami Real Estate Podcast, getting into uh, some excellent insights on uh, being a top producer. So Katrina, tell me, um, take me back sort of towards the beginning of of your career and your journey. What were some of the biggest milestones, um, would you say, that helped set you apart from being a new agent who's working hard in networking to sort of crossing that next level?
1: Well, I first started doing, remember, I was 18. So at 18, it's very difficult for an adult to take you seriously with this huge transaction. Um, But I think that the way that that I actually proved myself was I started doing small little rentals and slowly started developing the confidence of those adults. I would go to networking events and I think back to it and it's almost comical like this little 18-year-old giving out her business cards. They probably were like, "Oh, let's give her a chance, you know, she's trying." Um ultimately it was a friend of mine who gave me the first opportunity. I had done a lot of rentals for him and he was buying his first home in Coral Gables. I started my career in Coral Gables Coconut Grove and I helped him buy his first house. I think it was like 300-something thousand at that time. And that was a huge, like, hooray moment, you know? Is it hooray? Hurrah? Hooray? Uh, I think hooray. What, what does yeah, Oprah yeah. say? Ah! <laughs> oh, I don't know what Oprah says anymore. But She says, you get a car. You get a car. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like that ah oh, moment, if you will. And so after that, he would refer me to people, and then those people would refer me to people. And it's a slow process at first. It's not, doesn't happen in a minute overnight yeah right. and that's why i think most people like you're saying know, 50 percent of people fail in this business is you're not going to get out of real estate school and all of a sudden be making twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month it's just not going to happen you know unless maybe you're the one percent but sure. you have to be realistic um in your expectations and i think nowadays we live in an instant gratification society where everybody wants like you know instagram fame and they just want to make money quickly and i don't think that's that's not longevity in mm-hmm. this industry
0: yeah absolutely and it's it's you hit on it there it's cultivating, uh, building relationships, not a client list, right? You right. have to sort of um, just really get to know and invest in, in uh, the people that you're working with and working for. Yeah, and then it's it sort of, um, it's a cycle, I think. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about um, the program. Um, we talked about sort of taking realtors, or you talked about that it, it takes realtors from start to finish. What are the, some of the aspects in there, let's say, um, in the middle of the road? Of that journey um, that that the program sort of offers or uh, how does it work?
1: So I also go through contracts. You know, a lot of people start and they don't know how to read contracts. They don't know how to fill out contracts. I show you how to fill out contracts. I show you how to present an offer. I show you. And one of the biggest chapters in Campus Coaching is called self-mastery, which is something that I speak around the country about, which is how to master yourself. Because if you're able to master yourself, that's the greatest form of wealth, right, In my in my opinion. And understanding, again, your value system so that you can serve other people's values. And when I meet a new client, and I go through this in the program too, it's what is important to this person, you know, it's kind of a And and JC knows this, but I always ask people, you know, what's your astrological sign? And people are like, stop asking that. There's a reason I ask these things. It's because I want to understand that person's personality, Mm -hmm. you know, even if some people believe in it and some people don't. But I want to understand also their their life, Mm -hmm. you know, what shows up in their life. Because according to what shows up in their life, it dictates to me is what's more important to them. Are they a partier? Do they want to be close to, you know, the nightlife? Are they really focused on family is a school system important to them. So if I understand that person, I could better serve them. So it's not that I'm trying to like get into their, sure. you know, their soul. I'm just trying to understand what's important to them. So I go through that a little bit in the program and the and in addition to you know the contracts and the kind of like the the black and white stuff of real estate, you know, like the contracts and the logistics and so forth. I also go through the emotions of it, you know, mm-hmm. how to really negotiate too. And I have I had some crazy deals along the way. <laughs> so, uh,
0: and and I, I want to hear about those. So, but, but I want to pause for a second or double click as as our uh, producer likes to say on the astrology because I, I love that you do that. So, first question is how often do you find that um, that sort of the the readings, if if you will, are accurate or sort of?
1: Well, I would say I've learned a lot about astrology along the way, and it's actually something that I want to even study um to a higher extent because i've studied human behavior i've studied quantum physics to really understand people and why they behave certain ways because i think that and you know i have to remind myself of this daily is life is all about perspective right so my perspective on something is different than yours so we may be in the middle of the deal and you may think oh she's trying to be difficult and i may think oh he's trying to be stubborn but really It may be that we're just looking at things completely differently. So as far as astrology is concerned, I I want to understand, okay, what's your sun? What's your moon? Why is someone acting this way? Like if you're a Capricorn, for instance, and I don't want to get too much into astrology, but if you're a Capricorn, (laughs) I know you're a task. Like you're all about doing tasks. You're great. You know, you want to go from A to Z. You don't really want to hear the in-between. So I'm a Taurus. What is that? Oh, my God. (laughs) I swear to you. Well, let me tell you something. I attract... Taurus people, from friendships to my husband's a Taurus, my mom's a Taurus, my brother-in-law's a Taurus, one of my greatest friends is a Taurus. I cannot escape Taurians. And that's not a bad thing. You all, you're great because you're loyal and very family-oriented, you're Earth. So I'm a Libra. I'm all about, like, peace, love, and happiness, you know? So the Taurus people ground me. So that's why I continue to attract them in my life, is because whether it's a friendship or my husband, you know, which is extremely stubborn sometimes, he's gotten better. I'm sure he's (laughs) listening to this live. And my mom, you know, is, I've found that you attract what you need in life, Mm -hmm. right, in order to become the best version of of yourself. And so what's your birthday? May 4th. Oh, so it passed. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. It was uh, yeah.
0: like a little, about a week or two ago.
1: Yeah. So I find that it works, you know. And so when I'm doing a deal, actually, I have so many clients that are. I just. The, the deal that I just closed in Fort Lauderdale, the seller was a Taurus. And oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Um, and another big deal I'm, about, I'm doing right now, he's a Taurus too. I just. And the the buyer of that house was a Taurus and his wife was a Libra. So So I'm telling you, it just, it all kind of, when you look at it on a large scale, it all kind of comes together. And that's why people tease me about, you know, Reiki. And I'm I'm big on energy and spirituality and just understanding, you know, why people do certain things. Sure. And so I read a lot of quantum physics books for a long time just to understand human nature. And you know, uh, Frankie, which actually filmed this whole program with me, and coaching, he's like, oh my God, there she goes again. And I'm sure he's probably listening going, stop talking about astrology, we're selling real estate. And I'm like, no, but I understand, but it all, it's like intertwined because we're all human and we all, you know, we all behave certain ways, right, for a reason. And people are fascinated with themselves, let's face it. So astrology tells you more about yourself.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully being a tourist buys me some goodwill after butchering your years of experience (laughs) at the beginning of the show. What's your
1: wife? What sign is she? Uh,
0: She is... I'm not sure what sign she is, but she's September 18th. Is, is her birthday? Oh, so she's a Virgo. And today is our four year anniversary. Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations! Celebrating a lot
1: this month, right? Yeah, my actually my my six year anniversary was on Monday. The same. Day that the the house closed, but Virgos and Taurus—that's my my dad's a Virgo, my mom's a Taurus. Okay, so we should start a relationship podcast, right? right <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: so we're, we're, we're we're teetering on the edge of totally taking this off topic, but what do I need to know about the Virgo-Taurus relationship while we're here? It's
1: great because Virgos are very grounded, and the women make great wives and okay. great mothers. So actually, um, Leyla, which may listen at one point in time, she actually is um, with Dora Puig's um, team. And she used to work with me, and I adore her. She's a Virgo. My dad's a Virgo. My brother's a Virgo. So I'm telling you, it's, it works very well.
0: Amazing. Yeah. So um, all right, now that we're, <laughs> we've, we've covered some good ground on astrology, I'm going to look into that some more. Um, let's talk about <laughs> negotiation, because you were getting into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a topic that we haven't really done much of a deep dive yet on the show. So tell me, I guess, um, well, first, why don't we start with what was your most difficult or interesting negotiation?
1: I've had some pretty difficult negotiations and I tease a lot of people recently um, and some agents, some top producing agents in this market. You know, it's a small circle, so we all know each other. And um, I'm doing one deal with one agent um, and every single buyer I've brought to him has been extremely difficult. And he's like, I don't know. Are all your people difficult? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's like the time of year or something else. But it just I think it's understanding, um, again, people's why, why are they being difficult? What's their perspective on things? And so sometimes I have to take a step back and understand when I'm negotiating is how can me, because ultimately we have to find balance in these deals in order to, for people to come together. And egos are the number one things that kill deals. So the minute that people get egos involved, everything blows up. So I try to really be kind of that, you know, balancing force between the people to understand, okay, let's remove the ego from it. What is the goal? How do we get to the end result? Um, and make everybody happy, you know, and ultimately people have to compromise one thing or another. So you have to really understand what's most important to that person, especially if it's something where is price most important, is finding a house where they don't have to do anything to it most important, you know, and and some people are sticklers, you know, especially during the inspection process, like it's as is, and I'm not going to give any credit back. And some people are more willing to you know, to understand, okay, I understand like, you know, the roof is too old. I need to give you a credit for that or I need to, so it's, it's, every deal is different. Um, but I would say the most difficult negotiations are when people get their, you know, they get their egos involved.
0: Sure. So, so keep the ego out of it. Understand the mindset, I think of everyone involved, including the, um, the, I guess the co-broker or the other, um, realtor involved, any other sort of tactical tips you would say that, um, is something to either walk into a negotiation with, or maybe during the middle of it, something that, that you find to be really effective?
1: I think communication is key. I think nowadays, people don't communicate the way that they used to because of technology. And that could be a huge hindrance in deals. So people sometimes think I'm an over-communicator. I don't like small talk, but I like to you know, communicate about every aspect of why people are doing certain things during the deal. So it's important to keep that line of communication open rather than say, OK, he doesn't want to give you a credit. Plain and simple. No, explain it. He doesn't want to give you a credit because of X, Y, Z, because they already reduced the price this much. Or he's willing to give you a credit because he understands. Like, under, you know, just mm-hmm. communication. And it's so simple, but we don't communicate. Yeah, nowadays, no, it, it's, you know? it's
0: so funny and perfect that you said that because I was just literally recently having a conversation with someone who was working with a realtor and just was frustrated. Um, Not in this company, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) just for the record, Um, was frustrated because they felt like they were waiting on just sort of it was almost like pulling teeth to get info on the status of the deal from the realtor. And I mean, it's like, come on, communicate. That's that's what we're that's what you're here for.
1: And, you know, I have to balance it out myself because I want to. The minute someone sends me a text message, I want to be able to send them a message right back. But that creates also a sense of like this with me because I'm responding. You know, in real estate, it's mm. a constant. So it's this and this and this and contracts and negotiations and inspections and, and you know, mortgages and, you know, and attorneys and everything else. So it's also making sure that you communicate with the, with the client, but also making sure you're not scattered, which I have to do a better job of because I have so many people that I want to respond to and realizing that, you know, one at a time like but but communicate with them because mm-hmm. there's so many Realtors that don't even answer their phone. And so so many people say to me, "Oh my god, like you answered your phone when you called." Like people will call me and say, "I cannot believe you answered the phone." Or I'll show up to a presentation and people tell me, "You're so much more humble than I expected you to be." And so they, there's these preconceived notions first of all that I won't answer the phone because I've been on television. Mm-hmm. So TV has its positives, but it also has you know these perceptions that it creates and also when I walk in, they're like, "You're normal." I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I was raised by, I was raised extremely well. We were, we're all made out of the same fabric. I'm, I work really hard. Nothing's ever been given to me. I've earned everything. So I have an appreciation um, for everything that I've done because I've worked hard to get there. You know, I'm not entitled. And we're all human at the end of the day. And, mm-hmm. you know, none of us are getting out of here alive, let's face it. So, you know, <laughs> you might as well be nice and, and work towards, um, you know, getting the deal done. But answering the phone is a big one. Yeah. You know, responding back to people.
0: I think Sounds. that that's, and now in the age of going back to that technology and the personal touch, it's, it's like we're so reliant on text or email. It's just pick up the phone and, you know, hear the voice. And even sometimes for me personally, like when uh, doing just random on conference calls or whatnot, I tried to do video conference if possible because then you can at least see and, you know, and, and have that connection. Yeah. So you talked about uh, something else there in terms of not being scattered. I want to uh, dive into that because you are an entrepreneur, you're a mom, as you mentioned, um off air, yeah. um, uh, a wife, you just launched this program, traveling and whatnot. How do you keep yourself uh, balanced and grounded, and what are some of those rituals that um, others out there can apply to find balance in their lives?
1: So that's an excellent topic. So when I was <clears throat> living on Miami Beach and I was single and I didn't um, and I wasn't a mother, I would work out every morning at Gold's Gym. I would do my meditation, you know, eat my healthy food. I was still balanced. Like, read my my books, do my real estate, everything. And then life happens, you know. Um, And I'm blessed to be, you know, a mother, a wife. But with that comes a lot of responsibility. And I think... Um, as women specifically, we always, we're, you know, we're nurturers. So we want to be like, a, you know, you want to take care of everybody and you want to make sure that everything's okay and you're always worried about that. And, and, I, and I've had this newfound respect for women ever since I was a mother because I never really took time off, um, you know, right after I was, I was doing a listing agreement while I was in labor. And I'm thinking back to this, like, what was I thinking, you know? And then even afterwards, I was multitasking. And it's really difficult, you know, to do it all they used to say, you know, you can have it all. I think you have to choose, you know, time, like what's most important to you every single day. And I'm really hands on um, with motherhood because I believe like it goes by so fast. I've experienced it. You know, he went from being born to 18 months in a, you know, in a second and you can't ever get those memories back. And so that's really important to me. Um, Being a good mother, being a good wife, you know, family is all you have at the end of the day. So I don't go to events as much as I used to, let's say, because I'd rather spend time with, you know, my son and my husband um, and family. And so, but at the same time, you have to set boundaries. And I know that's really difficult in real estate. And some months are better than others for me of, you know, people call me now, let's say they call me at eight o'clock. Well, that's the time when, you know, either I'm bathing my son or we're getting him to sleep or whatever it is. And I can't take calls during that time. And I just set those boundaries. Um, Whereas before, you know, maybe I'd answer that phone in a split second, but you have to set, you know and i think people respect you more for it at the end of the day as well because it's really let's face it it's really difficult to to balance it all you know um and i think that's why spirituality is very important you know and whenever i get off center i remind myself like an alone time is really important to be able to rebalance yourself like i'm somebody that needs my alone time if i don't have my alone time i'm i get completely off balance because i need to regroup with myself right. you know so Take care of yourself first because without health, we don't have anything. You know.
0: Absolutely, and once again, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Katrina Campins of the Campins Company and now of the uh, what, is, what is it? Campins Coaching. Coaching. Yeah. Very exciting. Make sure you check it out. Um, Katrina, part of the the program. Uh, what? Tell me more about. Then, well, how long is it? By the way, I forgot to ask. The like, what is the duration of when you say well, from start to? Well, you
1: can do it. You can do it at your own pace mm-hmm. you know the program so you basically say, sign on and you do the videos at your own um, pace sure so you know, everybody. So it's can,
0: basically as as much um, time as you can you know put right. into it right
1: before we were gonna do constraints but let's face it like I say I want to you know listen to a chapter today but I may not have time right. or I may want to do it at two o'clock in the morning or you know uh, find everyone's asleep or you know so you can go at your own pace basically and it's campuscoaching.com and we've made it very affordable um, JC, what are our prices now? <laughs> 59.99 a month. Yes. Yeah. And uh 349 for the year. Yeah, so it's 349 for the year. It's extremely, you know, reasonable and 59.99 for the month if you want to pay on a monthly basis and it's really important to invest in yourself. And I filmed so much content that I couldn't even believe speaking of motherhood. I filmed it while I was pregnant. Um and so I'm um, you know, you see it like through the progression of the video, I'm getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I filmed a lot of content. So uh, speaking of that
0: content, which was um, I guess, which chapter or which the topic was, uh, are you most excited about?
1: I think negotiations, I think negotiations, because it's real life examples, and self mastery, because I think that's something you can apply to all aspects of your life as well.
0: Cool. Um, all right. So a couple uh, last minute or not last minute, a um, couple of conclusion questions to to wind us down. Um, I would say what, in your opinion, is the thing that sets uh, a good agent uh, apart from a top producer?
1: A good agent?
0: Right. Like, uh, let's say an agent that is uh, having success uh, from crossing that next level, like you said, of uh, there's a small group of top producers. So what what do you think is one of those things that you have to do or master? Consistency. So
1: consistency in your work, consistency in... Um, delivering, you know, to your clients, uh, communication, um, ethics and morals. You know, I think that if you're a, a good person and you do everything by the book, things will come back to you um, and you have to work hard, you know, like mm-hmm. hard work never fails. So I think that in this industry, if you're, if you're going to do it, know that you have amazing potential as far as how far you can go. But you have to work hard and you have to be consistent um, in your, you know, delivery.
0: I love it. So I think um, one of the final questions for you here, uh, Katrina, so tell me, what um, what advice, let's say, would you give uh, your 20-year-old self if you could go back in time?
1: About real estate or in general? Um, <laughs> Where guess, do I start? I I, um, I leave it, I'll
0: leave that to you to decide.
1: <clears throat> I have some, I don't want to say, because everyone says I don't have any regrets. I do have certain regrets um, about, things like opportunities, like a lot of people don't know this, but Lady Gaga's manager reached out to me and, you know, flew me to, to LA and put me in touch with, you know, all of the top agents that were managing Lady Gaga. And they wanted to put me on the home shopping network to sell stuff. And I, at that point in time was like, no, like, I'm not going to be an H, uh, not a home shop. Yeah. Home shopping network. It was to sell things. And I said, I'm not going to sell stuff on home shopping network. And I'm thinking now that's how people are making, you know, tons of money. Um, But I just didn't feel like it was aligned with where I wanted to go. And maybe some people may say kudos to you for not swaying and sticking to your value system. But um, I think I should have probably removed my ego from that situation. You know, Mm -hmm. I was young. Um, That's one. Uh, And I also, like whenever I was filming TV stuff, I was so obsessed with, with integrity and ethics and doing stuff right. And I never wanted to, I wanted to make sure that everything was like my perspective of what integrity was but my perspective may be different than somebody else's and so I would say to open yourself up a little bit more to different perspectives um, as far as real estate is concerned there was a time when I lost my passion for real estate quite frankly because I had built the campus company I had tons of people um, and everybody was telling me what to do and how to do things that and I'm fiercely independent so I think I lost, I think in, the, in, a, in a desire to become so big, I lost who I was and my passion for the industry. And so if I had to go back, I would have probably done what I'm doing now, which is it's me. You call me, you get me. I show the properties. I have very few people on my team and I'm interacting with the agent because there was like a period there of three or four years where I just lost, you know, my path. I wanted to do everything but real estate. So, you know, you just, you have to kind of, Open yourself up to mm-hmm. life. And there's signs in life. I always think, you know, now I would pay more attention to those signs. Like, why are certain things happening? Why is someone, you know, being placed in front of me? There's a reason for everything. So
0: awesome. I love it. Keep yeah. that passion. Is it your face, I have to say, it was so funny. When I asked you the question, I meant to tell you at the beginning, we're going to have some some curveballs. You're like, hmm, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> um, okay. So this one's a little easier. What mantra or sort of quote uh, do you live by that sort of guides you?
1: think be greater, always strive to be the best version of yourself, never compete with anybody else. So I'm never worried about what the person next to me is doing because we all have, we're here for different purposes and we all have a potential to be great and it has nothing to do with the person next to you. So don't compare yourself to anybody else. Strive to be the best version of yourself.
0: I love it. And then we have a a little reading list, a recommended reading list um, going that we accumulate over the course of the show. So tell me what book are you reading right now or what was the most um, sort of influential book uh, that you read that that impacted you positively. The
1: first book I ever read in real estate was Barbara Corcoran's book, actually, before she became hugely famous. She, um, I think it's called, I think it's called, if you don't have big boobs, wear pigtails <laughs> or something like that, something like <laughs> that very would catchy. Not have been published in. The 2000s. <laughs> so something it was Barbara Corcoran's um, book and. After that, I've read a lot of books more on on spirituality than I have real estate, believe it or not, because I think it all flows together. And um, I would say lately I haven't read a lot. There was a time there when I was reading mostly about Mm -hmm. quantum physics, which you guys are probably like, who wants to read about quantum physics? So that's the the dork in me, you know?
0: Uh, Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, And then so last one to take us out here, what parting thoughts uh, or message do you have for our audience um, of, of future would-be top producers and current top producers that are listening? Uh, what advi- uh, What message do you have for them?
1: I would say don't pay too much attention on what other people think of you. You know, really look deep down within your soul and focus on what's important to you. And there may be, especially when you become successful, So many people throw opportunities at you and not all of them are aligned with what you want. So just stick to your guns, like be open, but stick to your guns as far as what you want out of life. And ultimately you define your own success, you know, whether that's happiness, whether that's maybe that's not making tons of money and being hugely successful. Maybe it's being a mom. Maybe it's being, you know, so success is different to each and every one of us. But ultimately we all just want to be happy, right? At the end of the day. Yes,
0: we do. I like it. Mm -hmm. Katrina, thanks so much for coming on the show. I hope you you guys enjoyed it. it. And uh, yes, thank you. So good luck with the new uh, venture.
1: Thank you. Appreciate you.
0: Take care, guys. Thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed the show and we certainly enjoyed making it we hope you will come back we've got some more great content dedicated to informing intriguing and inspiring miami real estate professionals where can you find us we're on the podcast store wherever podcasts are available that's itunes of course we're also on podbean spotify Audible, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can even ask Alexa about us. Go ahead and visit serveracom slash blog. That's where our newsroom is located. We've got some more great content there as well, market reports and more. You can sign up for our newsletter there. Connect with us on social at Cervera RE or send us an email, miami real Estate podcast at Cervera.com. We would love to hear from you. So from all of us here in Miami, where the future is always bright, until next time.